So you're all tacked up, you're ready to go, you are heading out to the arena or wherever you're going to ride and you notice that your horse is maybe, well, a little bit too enthusiastic about the coming ride. So you begin to think about, hmm, how can I maybe just, well, dampen his spirits a little bit? And inevitably your mind is probably going to turn towards lunging as a tool and this is great because lunging can do just that. But what I want to talk about this week is how lunging can be used for oh so much more and how as riders we need to really begin to well maybe start redeveloping or reconnecting with this almost lost art at this point. Hi there, my name is Lorna and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast where we create these audio horse riding lessons for you to listen to while riding your horse or lunging your horse um, in the arena. We create five every week, they all are focused around a central theme and then you can either listen to them daily or you can listen to them all together to make a full one hour riding lesson entirely up to yourself. We've been doing this every week now for over two years so well, we've built up quite a bit of a catalogue of lessons and they are all there inside of Daily Strides Premium, which I'm going to tell you about at the end. But I would also love to invite you to pop over to 30dayriderfitnesschallenge.com, the number 30, and join us there for the challenge to get yourself in the best possible shape to be able to communicate more effectively with your horse in the saddle. But guys, enough about that. Let us get on with today and what we're talking about, and that is lunging. Now, Unfortunately, a lot of riders have maybe developed a little bit of a wrong or a misunderstanding where lunging is concerned. And the thing is, we often think of it as being something that only happens if our horse is fortunate enough while he's being backed or started by somebody. And then after that, uh, not really that necessary anymore. But you know what? Lunging is a fantastic tool that you can use like week in and week out. You can kind of fit it into your weekly plan when you're working with your horse. And I'm talking about real lunging now, okay? Not just the lunging that some people do when they kind of get a bit of a maybe a bit of a mood about them to try some natural horsemanship, but I am going to be chatting about that just now. But anyway, lunging, it is great. There is so many benefits for, for both younger horses, of course, which we've just chatted about, but also more experienced horses. But I find where the real gold with lunging is, is as a rider that you can really and truly begin to assess your horse, how he moves, what motivates him to go forward. You can actually see him carry himself, use his body correctly, also incorrectly. And of course, you can check for soundness, okay? Now, the other thing is when later, if you maybe become experienced enough that you can put side reins on as well, it's a great way to visually see, but while not being on the horse, obviously being on the ground, how the outside rein works and that kind of whole connection up of the outside rein as well. It's lovely. You can see it with the side reins on the lunge. It's fantastic. Now, from a younger horse, um, so we said about starting and backing them. So why do people spend so much time lunging? Well, because it helps the horse to carry themselves correctly, but also to balance themselves correctly, which of course is what it all comes down to. Have you ever seen with young horses, they tend to be just doing their own thing. It's like there's music playing, nobody else can hear it, only them. And their busy kind of legs are going everywhere. It's not really in any rhythm or tempo. There's no real steps except the ones in their head. Well, lunging can begin to get your horse kind of straightened out that he really begins to, in his head, understand. And not only that, that he can become comfortable with wearing the tack and moving and working in the tack. You know, it's all well and good putting the tack on the stable, 
But when he actually has to come out and use his body with this tack, maybe making noises and maybe feeling a little bit, it shouldn't, but maybe a little bit more restrictive than what he's used to, um, the lunging is a great way to introduce that, okay? It's also, of course, great for using your aids and getting your horse used to your aids as well. And of course, the side reins um, are there with the concept of contact. And not only that, working from behind and then having to connected up in front without having to worry about a rider as well. But just like riding, lunging is a little bit of a balancing act and it's really, really important that you kind of keep that in mind when you are working with your horse. Um, there is a really, really strong relationship and it's a relationship that you're all the time adjusting and you're making these little just changes to keep it all in balance between your horse the lunge line, you, your position, your voice, the lunge whip, all these things together is what essentially make up lunging. And if you don't pay attention to that and maybe you get a little bit overly obsessed with the contact, for example, um, you can tend to then let everything else slide and of course it's all going to fall apart because just like riding, all these things have to work together in a, a more holistic approach to give you the result that you're looking for. Now, I mentioned about natural horsemanship earlier. Natural horsemanship is fantastic and a wonderful tool in its own right. However, natural horsemanship and lunging are two very, very different things. And I sometimes feel that it's a little bit sad because as natural horsemanship becomes more popular, it seems like the actual art of lunging is getting a little bit more diluted um, every year and people are understanding less and less and they're kind of getting a little bit confused they think it's chasing the horse around and I see that they kind of maybe get a little bit overly enthusiastic themselves with the whip uh, the horse is like running in these crazy circles that is not good okay so it's really important that you understand that lunging is something that you are trying to I suppose create with your horse but then that you can replicate when you are in the saddle okay so you're trying to maybe do some different movements your horse is moving forward and he's going to contain then and kind of all gather together within that contact and that is essentially what lunging is okay so before you begin lunging really important that you find a suitable area and obviously if you had some sort of a, a round pen or um, maybe even an arena that you can use the corner of or one end of the arena if it's a 20 meter um, maybe by 40 meter arena you can use one end of it but uh, somewhere that is I would say enclosed and the reason I would stress the enclosed part is because when you're lunging your horse you really want his attention to be focused on you at all times not on what the horse over in the field across the way is doing and certainly not on what the person riding at the other end of the arena is doing now as your horse gets more experienced at lunging, you'll find that you will be able to lunge him very easily actually, while other horses are working in the space or while there's a lot of maybe activity in the space. But particularly if you're working with a youngster, and anybody who has anything to do with young children will also attest to this, that um, as soon as another distraction gets in the way, you are going to lose their attention and their focus and it's going to set everything backwards. So try and, if it means cordoning off somewhere, whatever, just try and find somewhere suitable that you're able to lunge. And then, of course, you want to make sure that your tack is fitting correctly, okay? So I'm not going to go into too much detail on this, but I would suggest using brushing boots. Um, I think they're 
really important, in particular when we're working with younger horses, as I said earlier, the balance isn't the greatest that it could be. So brushing boots definitely help with that. Um, also a cavison, and you can fit the cavison with your bridle, obviously take the noseband off of your bridle, and the cavison, of course, you'll use then to attach the lunge line onto, okay? Uh, make sure the cavison is well fitted if it is a bit loose and people tend to think oh you know we won't make it so tight but what tends to happen is that if your horse begins to pull against you it can actually end up uh, shifting on his face a little bit and it's normally the outside eye that you can't see it happening to is going to end up being rubbed so really really important that your your cavison and everything fits correctly okay and then also um with regards to what you're wearing <laughs> very important your gloves and your hat I really, really suggest wearing your hat. Sometimes horses get a little bit, well, enthusiastic. We keep coming back to this and it happens on the lunch. I kind of get this freedom and, the, you know, it's a good thing. And you'll, you'll actually learn to later begin to channel that lovely energy, that kind of little bit of enthusiasm they have there for life and for work. Uh, you can channel that into something great. But um, every now and then a back hoof might just fly and uh, your hat is, well, it's it's just better. So we'll leave it at that. Wear your hat, eh? Wear your hat. Of course, you're going to need a lunch whip as well. Now, a lot of people are a little bit in two minds about lunch whips. Your lunch whip should never be used to abuse your horse and it should never be used to whack your horse, okay? It is the same principle as you use your legs on the horse. It's an, it's an aid and your horse must be taught to respect that aid. He must first of all be taught what, it, what it's for and then to respect it. But in no way should it be used to abuse or to whack your horse or anything else like that. Um, and I, th I really find with lunging that you want to actually keep your whip very close to the ground. It shouldn't actually come up above hock height really you want to keep it back and low and it's more like a kind of a snake motion like a, a swish with the with the tail of the whip that you that you would use to encourage your horse to go forward because of course when we talk about driving aids with lunging a lot of it comes down to your voice and your body language and your body language is not only how you are standing but also your position in relation to where the horse is at any given time and you can use that then to encourage your horse to go forward or to bring it back okay now there's other little gadgets and bits and bobs that people can use lunging. Um, I'm not going to go into them all, but I do think side reins are fantastic. But just a little bit of a caveat here. Make sure that they're not too tight. Uh, sometimes we use side reins to try and get our horses on the bit. You know, on the bit is basically the result of a lot of other little things that have happened and when put together result in your horse being on the bit strapping his head down is not in any shape or form on the bit and in fact all you're going to do by doing that is first of all teach your horse how to hollow out on his back and secondly make him become well a little bit heavy and leaning on the on the bit or on the contact okay so really really important that when you're using your your side reins that they're nice they're the correct length they're not pulling your horse in remember you want to the reason you're going to use the side reins is to try and communicate with your horse about a contact and then obviously when he's young and then later when he's a little bit more experienced that all this lovely energy and forwardness that you're going to be creating behind that there's somewhere then to contain it in front okay so just keep that in mind the other thing about side reins is a lot of people will try and shorten or they'll tell you to shorten the inside side rein 
don't, okay? That is not a true bend. You have to learn how to bend your horse around you, just like when you're riding and you have to learn how to bend him around you. You don't ride with one rein shorter than the other because you want your horse to bend, okay? You have to learn how to use your, your legs and your seat and then obviously with your, your, your rein aids to get your horse to bend. And the same principle applies when you are lunging. It is where you are positioned. It is how you are using your whip, your leg aids, remember? And then how you're gathering that up with the contact. And that, of course, is going to be your lunge line. And then what you're doing in between all of this, that is what's going to get your horse to bend. And what I find is if somebody has maybe lunged a horse for quite a bit of time with an, an inside rein that's been quite tight, um, the horse actually ends up leaning on the inside rein and eventually they're going to get to the point where they're falling in and it's just it's not correct it's not balanced so don't do it okay you'll find that if you keep your side reins equal as they should be the correct way you'll actually find that when your horse is bending correctly the inside side rein will become a little bit softer a little bit looser okay and I don't like that word loose but it's kind of the best I can visually come up with right now Whereas the outside rein is going to fill up, okay? And of course, anybody who has been riding for any length of time will know that when we are riding, your inside rein, if you're on the, in the saddle, must always be soft. You must always be able to allow with that and give with that. Whereas your outside rein is the one that's always creating and maintaining that contact and that connection with your horse's uh, mouth and of course with all that energy it's it's the more the one that's channeling everything where to go okay so think of that when you're lunging as well and it's a great way to kind of get that in your head because very often when we're riding we think but we must pull the inside rein to turn no 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 okay and I think looking at your horse and how he would then move forward around the bend but with this lovely soft inside inside side rein it is but um it will definitely help to get that in your head straightened out and that you can begin to understand that a little bit more okay so once you are ready to work your horse, I would suggest bring your horse to the center and also that your horse has a good understanding of go and, and stop or go and whoa, okay? Um, and that using your voice, he understands this. But initially, I think we get a little bit maybe hung up on the fact that our horse maybe is not as perfect as we want and we tend to give up too early. You know, lunging is going to take a lot of time on your part and particularly that your horse can understand what you want. And this all comes down to how consistent you are. So think of it this way, just like with riding, you have to send him forward at all times, okay? He has to be going forward. And also just like riding and maybe more so the groundwork end of things, he can't be in your space. So think of sending him forward that he is moving on his own little track out there away from you and that you are then just, um, I suppose, gathering or monitoring all this and keeping it all together but he is essentially doing all the work okay now I would encourage you to really begin to experiment a little bit with your body language and with your position in relation to your horse and how it affects your horse and the reason I say this is you can then once you know where that point is where your horse maybe sees perceives a driving aid or where your horse maybe perceives more of a resisting or a yielding aid um, you can then begin to really fine tune that or refine them a little bit more and you can get really good with lunging that's where you can really begin to work with your horse and get really nice work out of your horse but again it's going to take time and it's going to take dedication on your behalf okay now every time you want to change direction or anything 
I would strongly suggest asking your horse to halt on the track and then you walking out to fetch him. And the reason is, if you allow your horse to turn in and walk to you, well, your horse never really knows when and why, why is he supposed to turn into you now and why is he not supposed to turn into you now? And of course, you can't really explain that to your horse in any sort of way. So I would suggest just making it a rule that your horse never turns into you. He always stays on the track and you will rather go out and fetch him when you want to bring him into the center to change anything around and then to go back out, okay? So guys, as I said, this week we are talking about lunging all week on Daily Strides. I've way gone over the 12 minutes today. Um, but it, it, I just want to end this with, it requires a lot of discipline from yourself and from your horse, okay? But it is such a fantastic skill. It, it really plays an important role in your horse's training and how you can communicate with them and how you can understand what's going on when it's going on. So I would really, really urge you to stick with it and keep going with it. If you're interested in listening to the rest of this week's lessons, of course, where we are going step by step through the days on lunging, we're doing different exercises each day and different things with our horses each day. You can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join and I will see you there. Have a really, really super week and I'll chat to you all soon. Be good, bye.